Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Four years ago, our guest today was told she had stage four neuroendocrine carcinoma that was incurable, and she was given 18 to 24 months to live. But thanks to cannabis oil, she is alive to tell her story with us. And joining us from Vancouver, British Columbia, is Nicole Atchison. Nicole, thanks for doing this. It's good to see you're still alive. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Take us back to 2010 when you were first diagnosed with cancer and tell us about its return in 2013. It was actually uh, 2011. Yeah, it took about six months to get diagnosed and uh, there was a tumor in my rectum and that they removed. And when they removed it, that, that was the small cell neuroendocrine. They scanned my whole body and didn't find it anywhere else. But because of the type of cancer it was, they wanted to treat me aggressively. They said if any cell got loose, then it would return and could spread anywhere in my body. It's just such an aggressive one. I think one in 100,000 people get this type. So so you had the, the, the operation to remove the tumor. Yeah. And did they say it was successful or were you on kind of uh, were they watching you over the years? They had removed it all. They did all the scans on me. They didn't see it, but they gave me, uh, you know, four rounds of pretty harsh chemo and then 30 days of radiation anyways. They actually weren't even going to watch me. They said, they told me if it came back that there wasn't much they could do for me anyway. So they, I ended up getting uh, into a group of women who had small cell cervical cancer. So it's, it was the same type of cancer. But it was in their, it started in their cervix, not their rectum. But they accepted me into the group. And three of them that had survived recurrences sent me their stories of they survived the recurrence because they were being scanned regularly. I sent that to my doctor and then she started scanning me. So I probably wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for those girls in the small and large cell cervical cancer sisterhood. How did you react to the chemo and radiation? Not not well at all. Um, I did okay. I, it was an accumulative effect. So every time it, it got a little bit worse. But they give you pretty good drugs to stop you from throwing up and stuff. But um, this, the radiation was horrible. I, got, I was burned so badly. I think that was probably the worst part of it for me. And then when the recurrence came, um, they did four more rounds of chemo. But they were calling it palliative chemo then. They said, she, she drew me out a timeline on a piece of paper even. You know, she was like, it might work for a little while, then it'll stop working, then we'll try some other chemo, and then it'll stop working, and then you'll die. You know, so it was a scary time back then. Nicole, do you have any long-term side effects from the chemo and radiation? Oh, Yes. 
um, I'm, I'm in pain every day. Um, all day, every day. Of, of, I'm sitting here, actually. I've got a heating pad wrapped around me right here from just, it's uh, bone and nerve pain. Yeah, so, and that was like the second time when I did the chemo in 2013. That's when I really, my body just couldn't handle it anymore. Like the first time around, I think I was strong enough maybe, but the second time around, I was I was dying pretty fast. Was it you I was talking to yesterday who said that you your eyes were actually bleeding as well? No. No, that wasn't you? Okay, it was somebody no. else who did radiation. No, but, but I mean, I was, I couldn't even move my head without gagging. I couldn't keep any food down. I, just to get water in, I would have to, I um, I had to crush ice, take a spoon, put it in my mouth, and just let it melt because I couldn't even swallow. So it, it was pretty bad. I mean, I was at the point where I really knew that I would die if I did the next round. No, yeah. radiation, that's what you refuse to do. That's what it? I refuse to do. Yeah. And they said, you know, to me, they said second and third degree burns, you know, yes. that sort of thing. So they prob- they were radiating basically the same area for you, correct? Yeah. 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 They did basically my whole shorts area. Yeah. And they radiated me in all around there in 17 different spots each day for 30 days. Wow. Now, I know, you know, when I went, they said you're going to have bone deterioration. You know, we'll try not to hit your uh, spine, but we're going to hit your pubic and uh, coccyx bones. And I'm wondering if that's basically what's going on for you with this nerve pain that you've got. Is it from the bone deterioration, perhaps? I, I See, I'm not sure if it's from the radiation because it's... I think it's more from the chemo. chemo. Yeah, okay. Because it's higher up in my ribs mm-hmm. in a spot where... But then it radiates down to where I did get radiated. So I don't really know. No. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of bone pain in my ribs. Um, I used to worry that it was, you know, the cancer had spread there until they did a bone scan and they said it was clear. So then, uh, you know, I think the latest thing, I'm going to a pain clinic now, and he's put a few shots in there. Um I don't know if it's cortisone or a nerve blocker. And then in, a, in maybe four weeks, he's going to put some more shots right into those ribs. So I'm hoping, like, I keep trying things, and definitely cannabis oil helps. I've been able to pretty much stay off Percocet, just taking drops of oil during the day. Nicole, the heating pad that you have wrapped around you, do you, ha- do you use that whenever you sit down? Or just for lengthy periods? Um, it's pr- not whenever I sit down, but I, I have it on a lot. I've often thought I need a battery-operated one just to, <laughs> because it helps me. You know, I've got a, I have a friend who makes me this organic arthritis cream with all kinds of good essential oils and things, and then I infuse cannabis oil in. I put it on this area, and then I put the heat on, and it helps a lot. You know, but it's it doesn't. Nothing ever takes it away for good. Yeah, it always comes back. It's always there. It's always that nagging pain that you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah unfortunately, chemo and radiation are the gift that keeps on giving. You know, people th- people think it's all about uh, finishing the round and you know getting through the vomiting and uh, losing your hair. Losing your hair, but unfortunately, that's just the beginning of it. 
So you were clear for taking you back to your story. You were clear for uh, a couple of years, and about then it 16, came back. Yeah, about sixteen months. 16 I was months. getting scanned every three or four months, um, and then it, when it showed up. Actually, I got a phone call. I was going the very next day to, to meet all those girls in that group in Vegas. They meet in Vegas once a year. And she phoned me. I was in the drugstore with my son, too, and told me that I was stage four incurable. And I kind of felt it was something she should have called me in to tell me. Yeah. But, I mean, she told you, you on, know, the, on the phone. Saw my face drop. What's that? She, I say she told you on the phone. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And I mean, you know, her reasoning was, was that I was going away the next day. So let's just and brighten you so, right up before you leave. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe she thought because I was going, she knew I was going to see those women that they would, you know, be yeah. able to, and they did. I mean, I was a mess when I got there, but there was a few of them that had survived their reoccurrences. And, you know, even though I was feeling really hopeless after what she told me, they were telling me, no, you can, you know, you can do this. Get your warrior pants on and do this, right? So you got your warrior pants on. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, after, you know, I mean, I realized that I had to stop chemo. It was like jumping off a cliff, though, because I didn't, uh, I had been researching, but I didn't really know for sure if natural things would work or not. Um, so... I hired this cancer coach. Uh, it was funny because this one woman I knew, she knew somebody who had the same type of cancer and had found this cancer coach. She's a nutritionist, cancer coach, orthomolecular practitioner. Her name's Marion Pidwerbeski from wilderness.ca. And she gave me hope. She told me that our bodies can do miraculous things when we put the right things in and and take the wrong things out and I did a six week phone course with her and she taught me how to detox and and put me on a nutritional and supplement program that I really followed. She wasn't the one who recommended the oil to me, but I had been doing a lot of research. So then I asked my naturopath about it and he told me he'd seen people who'd had success with it. I had kind of wondered why he didn't mention that before to me because he knew I was looking for anything but I think maybe he wasn't allowed to or something because of his license but then once I mentioned it yeah. he was like here's some information on it so um, he gave me eight pages on it that was uh, written by actually Dr. Neil McKinney over I think in Victoria yes he's from Victoria naturopathic oncologist and it, it was a he had written it I think in the oncologist journal or, or the naturopathic oncologist journal or something and it was eight pages it told me how it works you know with your endocannabinoid system how to take it for cancer what to do if you felt like you take too much so you know I had all the information right there at my fingertips isn't he the same doctor Corey that uh, Tommy Chong used when yes. he had prostate cancer yes he is now, did the girls in your support group, did they take cannabis oil as well? Several of them are on it now. You know, like I um, I wasn't the very first one. This one girl who has actually passed away now, that's where I, the first time I heard about it, she said, I'm taking tears. And I'm like, what's tears? And she goes, Phoenix tears. Mm. And then 
So I was, you know, so then everybody in the group was asking her about it. But she was only taking a few drops a day. And um, when she, while she, like when she was taking the higher dose, the tumors actually looked like they they were like dead inside. Like they weren't growing. They had stopped growing. She had it in her liver. Mm. So, um, you know, she was stage four and they hadn't given her very long. But she she lasted for a while, but then she never really did the protocol. Um, she had young kids. She didn't like how it made her feel. And, and she ended up passing away. But um, she got me started on it. And then there's other girls in the group. And then now that they see that I'm having success, they're doing it. Some of them even that are on chemo are doing the oil and they're having way more success. Yeah, well, people who do oil with chemotherapy come through it a lot easier and a lot better than people who do straight chemo. That's certainly my experience. I believe that. So, Nicole, when you started taking cannabis oil, tell us about how much you took and uh, take us through that. Okay. Um, I know more now about it than I did then, so I, I never added a carrier oil or anything to it. I just took it straight. Um, I started with just one little drop a day, and then, you know, every couple of days I'd add another drop. And I was trying to work up to 60 to 90 grams in, or 60 grams in 60 to 90 days. But I never got that amount in me. I mean, you know, at first I was too sick. Uh, it was hard to even get it down for me. Um, so I probably the first 90 days got 29 grams in. Then I did another. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start this all over again. So then I did about in the next 90 days, maybe I got. 40 grams in me and then I, I did it again you know because it was such an aggressive cancer and the cannabis oil was making me feel better my body because I built up slowly got used to it I mean there was a couple of times when I took too much that I really didn't like the feeling and felt really anxious and stuff but that was only if I uh, like one time I went away for a week didn't take it then I came back and took a full dose because I, I thought I was used to it. And I was like, I shouldn't have done that. Right? Uh, yeah, and of course, your tolerance drops very, very quickly for this once you stop it. <laughs> Within a matter of days. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I took it at the higher dose until I was clear for like a couple of scans. And then I actually stopped it. I didn't know to even take a maintenance dose. But then once I found out more... And because people from this high-grade neuroendocrine group, somebody messaged me, and they're like, you'll never be clear. It will always come back. It's still in your body. It's, you know, and they scared the crap out of me. But I do know, you know, I've done my research on small-cell neuroendocrine, and it isn't good. There's nothing good about it, you know. It is known to return. It's known to spread to your brain, to your lungs, everywhere. So... When it returned with you, Nicole, yeah. where did it return? It was in lymph nodes from my groin, all on this left side where the pain is, too, um, from my groin to my collarbone, around my chest, and under my arm. So it was spreading quickly through through the lymph glands, but luckily it hadn't gotten into any organs. And so then you started back on chemo, but you only did a few rounds and that was it? 
I did, I did four rounds. Four rounds. Like, I, like by the after the second round, I started getting sick, and I just could never. I never got it back under control. So when you when you did the uh, chemo the second time around, were you already taking oil then, or it was after no. you stopped? No, I I started on the oil right near the end of those last rounds of chemo. Mm. Um, but I couldn't get very much in me because I was so, like I told you, I was so sick I couldn't get anything in me. I didn't know about suppositories then, and I didn't have much energy to you know to do or try anything. But um, so I did start it right near the end, and then once I got off it, like off the chemo, then I went full force trying to get that sixty grams in me. And did you make and- your own? Uh, not at first. At first, we bought. I bought a shop in Vancouver, but um, then I was a little bit worried about it. I don't know why, but you know, I started thinking, what if they make it with just leaves and not the high grade bud? And mm-hmm. I only have one chance at this. Mm-hmm. So then we decided to make it ourselves. So good. And now I still do a maintenance dose, and I think I always will. How big a maintenance dose do you take? I just I do a couple drops a day for that, but like mm-hmm. I say. I'm using it for pain too, so I probably take, you know, maybe sometimes six or eight drops. But it's and it's mixed with coconut oil already. Right. Are you considered clear of cancer now, Nicole? I mean, I'm clear. Every scan I get, they say I'm clear. I just had my last clear one in March, and now I do it every six months. But they never say I'm. Uh, cured. Cured. Okay. They don't they use say, that C word. I'm Ned. No evidence of, of disease. disease. Yeah. What does the doctor who said you'd be dead in 18 months to 24 months? What does that doctor feel now? What do they say? Um, she well, a few years back, she told me just keep doing what you're doing, you know. But um, every. Back then, every alternative, you know, they say, if you're going to do alternative things, talk to us about it. But every alternative I talked to her about, she kiboshed, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but she she was okay with me taking cannabis oil, but she didn't believe it would cure me. And I didn't even bother telling her I was taking it to cure me because of her kiboshing all the other natural things. I just thought, why bother? You You know? Yeah, you don't need the negativity. I mean, she did agree with me that it helps a lot with the side effects from chemo, though. Yeah, that's you know, she, she was fine with me taking it. That's the one thing that doctors are educated about, or some of them are, is that they know that it'll help with the nausea and uh, appetite. Nicole, how old was your son when you were going through this, and was he aware that you were doing cannabis? And if so, what was his reaction to that? Uh, my son, when it first happened, the first, you know, when it first started, it was. He, he had just graduated from high school. So then he was going through, he went through three and a half years of college. And uh, it, it was really hard on him. He actually stopped call When I was really at my sickest, he stopped going to school and he stayed home because he was so worried about me. Um, but yes, he knew I was taking cannabis oil and he was all for it because he saw how sick I was on the chemo and radiation and then he saw how much better I was getting every day taking the oil and I mean he even told me at one point mom if I ever get cancer I'm not doing chemo I'm going to do oil mm-hmm. so how long, you know, how long after you started the oil did you start noticing a difference um almost right away mm. you know like yes 
I mean, that day, <laughs> I started feeling, you know, less nausea, nausea. I started actually having more energy than I did before. Um, you know, that was probably alleviating the side effects and stuff. Like, I don't know if it was clearing up cancer or what it was doing, but I definitely started feeling better immediately. And also, I vaped. Um, like, when I was at my really, the nausea was so bad, a lot of times vaping or smoking a joint was actually better than taking the oil because it took, you know, an hour or two for the oil to kick in. Mm -hmm. So I've got my vape pen right here. <laughs> and, and it's wonderful. I mean, I do that sometimes instead of taking the oil for the pain. You and your lady friends must have a, a really good time when you're together. Yes, we sure do. It's it's amazing. Um, and the love and the support. It's just like you know each other, you because we've been we've all been through the same thing. Yeah, I mean you've all been given. Uh, I guess you've been given a death sentence, right, by the doctors, and yeah. you've survived. And there's some camaraderie and there's a bond there that people like me uh, can't understand. Corey knows what that's like, mm -hmm. uh, having been given a death sentence by a doctor. But yeah. I don't have any idea what goes through your mind emotionally when something like that is told you it's terrifying terrifying um i, I don't even know any other word for it i mean that's terrifying you know i you don't want to die nobody really wants to die i don't think so um yeah there was just a lot of fear and anxiety and that the strange thing was my naturopath is telling me anxiety is not good for you and puts your body in fight or flight mode and i'm thinking how how do i not be anxious when my doctor just told me i'm going to die you know yeah you try being not anxious <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> uh, so you know i mean in the research like i wasn't sleeping i was researching day and night just desperately trying to find something to save myself when you came across cannabis oil as a possible alternative to help you, were you skeptical at first? No, not. I mean, I wasn't sure it would cure me, but I wasn't skeptical to take it. Um, I mean, I'm from British Columbia. Yeah. I grew up, you know, we were smoking BC Bud when I was growing up and stuff. So I wasn't... Uh, you know, unfamiliar with cannabis or anything. It's funny, though, I used to feel guilty about it. And, you know, here it is, one of God's most healing plants. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating to, to see you over Skype here because you don't look ill. You don't, you. I mean, you look healthy as hell, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Well, she is. She is healthy. Yeah, she, you are healthy, right? Yeah, besides for the pain, I'm in very good health. I, I still follow a, you know, pretty much high alkaline organic diet. I do think that that's an important part of my healing, too. Like, I, I don't think, I think the oil, maybe it could cure somebody just by themselves, probably. But, I mean, I think for me, I needed, with the type of cancer I had and stuff, I had to make changes in my diet and lifestyle too tell us about some of the dietary changes that you made okay um it was high alkaline organic diet i was off almost all meat except i could have organic chicken or wild fish with fins i was juicing twice a day high alkaline vegetables 
but I always would add a green apple and a peeled lemon to it just to give it some flavor and drinking smoothies, eating lots of beans, um, cruciferous vegetables. I actually have a protocol that this woman designed for me and a lot of people who come to me and ask for help, I'll share it with them. If they want it, I'm happy to give it to them because I remember how it felt. You know, it was so terrifying and you felt really alone, like trying to figure it all out and weed through what was snake oil sales and what wasn't. Um, so, you know, and I, I also share that document that the naturopath gave me about the cannabis oil. Mm-hmm. When you were going through your despondent state and you were trying to figure out what to do, and yeah. then you started the cannabis and then you started changing your diet and you did the juicing, when did your emotional state start to change? I think that took a little bit longer, maybe, than the, the other part. I, I do think that I had PTSD from the whole traumatic experience, um, you know, and it had affected my family, too. So the emotional, I mean, that's uh, that's been an ongoing thing. Like, But I did... I mean, I started feeling better pretty much right away when I started that diet and the oil. Like every day, a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, The emotional part just was a little farther behind, I think, you know? Nicole, when you suffer a pain anywhere in your body that you didn't have before, does it trigger a memory of, uh uh-oh, maybe this is back? Uh, It used to a lot more than it does now. Um, every every little ache and pain, you know, you're you're scared, especially with this type of cancer because it gets microscopic and then it can just get in your bloodstream and just show up anywhere. So you don't know. Like if you have a headache, you're worried that maybe it's up in your brain. You know, you have a, a swollen lymph node in your groin. You think it's there. Like so, that it's hard to overcome that for sure. But with every clear scan, I get. It gets a little easier. Yeah. How do you sleep? Uh, I didn't sleep well back then, um, but I sleep I sleep pretty good now. I take evening primrose oil quite a bit, you know, at night. And, you know, because I exercise and stuff during the day, I guess it tires me out. I don't think so much about the cancer anymore. My cancer coach told me, don't focus on the cancer Focus on healing your body. So every day, think, okay, what can I do next that's good for me? You know? Mm-hmm. And and this little poem that I put in this video I just put up of my story, um, it's the six best doctors. And that's sunshine, water, rest, air, exercise, and diet. So every day, I, you know, I say, okay, you know, have I eaten good? Have I got some exercise? Have I drank enough water? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So it, it really helps to focus on your health and not on the cancer. Yeah. And you should add a seventh there. Have I avoided oncologists? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I like uh, Yeah. I, Better add that to the list. Sure. It, it was funny with the oncologist, too, though, because it was like her attitude changed a little once she... Once I was incurable, like when they were going for the cure, like when she found out I was stage four, it was like she was colder or pulled away. And I mean, I guess I understand that, 
because it must be hard for them. You know, they, you don't want to get attached to people that are going to die, I guess. But it was uh, disheartening. When oncologists see stories and hear of stories like yours and deal with people like you who have had stage 4 cancer, have essentially beaten it, each little success story like that will change their perspective slightly until finally maybe the medical profession as a whole will come around to starting to believe that cannabis oil is an amazing benefit to the human body. I sure hope that happens because, uh, you know, I think I thought that when I hear I was healing that, you know, I would tell my oncologist and then she would tell all those other people who weren't having success and everybody would get healed. And uh, I don't think, I don't know if she's not able to tell anybody or, you know, if they're only allowed to talk about it in the lunchroom or what. But, you know, hopefully I've planted a seed. One day I went in there um, I knew I was clear, but I was going to get my scan results. And some of the girls from that group had given me a pair of socks that said motherfucking girl power on it. And uh, a T-shirt that said remission is possible instead of mission impossible. Yeah. And so I wore that and some shorts so she could see my socks. And then when she told me I was clear, I whipped out my bottle of cannabis oil and said, this is my cure. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was her reaction? <laughs> <laughs> she was a little surprised, but she, I mean, she knew I was already taking it, but I just thought I'd have a little fun with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good for you. Nicole, anything you'd like to tell other cancer patients in conclusion? Just that, there. I mean, there's hope. Even if your doctor tells you you're incurable, what they mean then is that they can't cure you with chemo, radiation, or surgery. Those are what they know. So look elsewhere. Look, Think outside the box. Look elsewhere. Definitely look to cannabis oil and, I think, a clean diet for sure. Nicole, wonderful to talk to you. Good for you for beating this. Thank you for having me. It was really nice to meet you. It's good to meet you. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thanks, Corey. I look forward to getting together with you soon. Yeah, that will be great. And that's another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. If you have a success story about the use of cannabis for medical purposes and you'd like us to interview you, then send us an email at info at CannabisHealthRadio.com. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.